Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about Star Wars, Spider-Man, D23, specifically Epcot News, and more silly shit. Oh my fucking god, they came out with another teaser for Star Wars and I'm freaking out about it. Val literally wouldn't let me leave for work this morning until she like she had it ready on the TV. I was like, all you have to do is walk into this room and I'm going to hit the play button and you're going to fucking watch it. And of course, like two minutes before that, I had chatted him to explain that the screams he was hearing was just that I was watching the new Star Wars teaser. Because it's not a trailer. It's a like D23 special look. But it's right. just another teaser. It is in no way an actual movie trailer. We still don't have an actual movie trailer for this film. Well, and, and backing it up to like 90% of the footage in this teaser is from other films right. That's in the, like in the franchise. Of, a full, fully half of the teaser is like a flashback to old stuff. Granted... That still gave me chills. Well, it like, worked. Oh it, my goodness. So it gives you, the thing is, it gives you, the, I, I, I want a fucking actual trailer, not just another teaser, but for what it was, the opening where you're like, oh, they're trying to nostalgia bomb us. Oh, okay. Like, uh, they're, they're successfully try, they're, nostalgia right, they're bombing success, us. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then it fucking goes to Ray's face and you can see it lit with the blue and the red. So clearly it's while she's fucking fighting Kylo and her eyes are closed and Luke says the line about like, now it's up to you or whatever bullshit. And she opens her fucking eyes. And I was like, the reason they were showing that is she was running through the history. Ah! Like it, it was, it was, it was well done. Like it was, it, it, there was a reason for that to be there. It wasn't just like, this is the end of everything. It was like, this is, this is because she is the last one who like knows all of that history. <sighs> I am I'm hopeful too from the way this trilogy I guess has gone so far there's been a certain amount of you know thought and care about how it fits into the Star Wars universe and yes. with the other films and the fact that the way that they wanted to lead with this to their biggest fans cuz the people at D23 are are the Mm-hmm. The crazies. Val would be there if she could, mm-hmm. and I would go with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they are leading with the rest of the series means that they're not going to, you know, just sort of go do their own thing. Like they're yeah. gonna try and make sure yeah. that it really fits in and feels like. I mean, this is this is meant to sort of be the capstone on the the films. I don't believe for a second that they're done. No, no, no. no. But it's the end of the Skywalker saga specifically because that's the, that's all not, that'll be nine. That's what they're calling. Right. I think the only character overlaps in future media will be incidental or the specific tie-in that connects it to the, the original universe. Right. And so the trailer does that opening and then they go to Coachella (laughs) <laughs> which I can't claim to have come up with by myself. Someone said that in a YouTube comment on the trailer. Um, but they like go to a fucking festival and then it flashed space mom. And I immediately started just tearing up real hard. I was just like, which still backing up for a second. I'm still, they must have spent so much money rendering and re-rendering yeah. her, her face mapping mm-hmm. because 
Well, it and they looks... have they have they have footage. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's probably not rendered. Right. That's probably right. like that's actually her. That's probably actually. But footage. They, like I think the plan was to use like archival footage and previously used footage right. and stuff. Or and unused. and the thing is that they have good enough like actual. It's easy to think of of editors uh, as you know, especially visual effects editors as you know, oh, just sort of people you know, doing some tooling or something like these are legit artists and oh, yeah. they're going to take whatever footage yeah. they have and make it work with the I director's think they specifically vision. Said, yeah, so and they cool. specifically said, I think archival footage and this, yeah. I don't think that they said they were going to be doing anything okay. funky with her. That's cool. Um, but she looked amazing and I was going to cry I, and stuff. And then there were a zillion star destroyers and I love the, <laughs> like you get this cool shot of the fucking good guys, like light speed zooming into the fucking airspace and then there's just like deep blue like space lightning over a hundred star destroyers in formation just waiting and it was like oh fuck which is it's funny to me that you appreciate that because you get like spooked by scale things I fucking hate space and, and I hate sca- yeah I and like both scary. of these things are check your no boxes and yet yeah. it's your reaction it's is yes it's just because it's visually like right. it's star destroyer I have one on my desk like because yep. when we went to Toys R Us when it was closing I got a little fucking the, the oh, ship with that. the wing yeah, that goes yeah. up and down and then I got um, I forgot its name at the moment. And then I have a Star Destroyer that sits on my desk at work. And I like, it's just a cool ship design. And I was just like, oh shit. Like there's a fucking field of them. Um, so cool. And then it fucking got to evil 3PO who I've seen it rumored that p- someone was like, so we've seen Palpatine can p- possess people and he is kind of sitting a little Palpatine. Oh my <laughs> like, goodness. Did he get Palpatine possessed? I don't know. Can I don't know. Possess I'm, droids? I'm I guess so. I don't the fucking force- know. The force works in mysterious. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then, uh, oh, they're um, they're uh, midichlorians in the robot, <laughs> so Christ. it can be affected Fucking by the force. Fucking midichlorian. So, so then we get a shot of like red laser things into ground, and yep. I'm like, did he build another fucking Death Star again? <laughs> like. Did, what is going on here? Did because it's it ca- the classic trope. It you know? fucking looks like it. It looks like the the beginning of of the solar energy getting fucking junked into a planet. So like fuck, I don't know. And then and then Ray fucking throws her fucking lightsaber like it's a boomerang. And then the part that I screamed about happens, which is cut to black. Cut to Ray's face with a double red messy fucking lightsaber pan out to it and she fucking clicks it out yep. into a fucking staff like Darth Maul's but a million times cooler also because Jenny Nicholson's episode 9 bingo included Ray having a conjoined lightsaber <laughs> and it looks like you could take that apart it doesn't look like it's just Darth Maul's you can bend it up so that it's a double bladed you can push it out so that it's a fucking staff or I'll bet you you can fucking take that apart and throw one to somebody else. And I just, I, I've seen a lot of speculation that that's her like cave of Dagobah moment where she's like confronting her demons. I've seen speculation that it's like a force vision. I want 
again, another thing that fucking Jenny Nicholson mentioned in her bingo was the theory that maybe what happens, why Palpatine's involved, is Ray is like, I need to get some fucking balance in my training and goes and gets Sith training, which like people are like, that doesn't make sense because he's awful and like actually evil. And I'm like, I agree. But like she kind of suggested it and now I want it, even if it doesn't make sense. So what I want to know is why she's using a bread slicing lightsaber clearly to fight. Because what else would you use a double lightsaber for? That's clearly for slicing large, I large loaves of bread. I love her. I would die for Dark Ray. <laughs> I hate the concept of Raylo. I know we're going to get a fucking Kylo Ren redemption arc. I don't want those things, but I apparently do want evil fucking Ray with a weird double woogly fucking nunchuck lightsaber. I, it was, she just looked so fucking cool and badass and like, just didn't like, just glare. So what's interesting, um, we, we definitely have a, a few hints in the way that that looks. One of them is that it's almost hard to tell that it is Ray. Like, well, she's like, a lot thinner, right? She's like, she, whether it's that they had her lose weight for it because it was a thing or they, they CG'd it down the, 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 that framing of her, like that version of Ray is far thinner. And so she right. looks a lot more angular. Yeah. And so, and so I think it's, it's clearly intended to be, um, not, not just normal Ray. I think the right. likelihood that it is, you know, her, evil self or her after some Sith training or, or um, yeah, that, that theory. I don't know if I should say this cause he's probably going to say uh, it on his own let's, podcast. But. Let's, let's just say this. We, we, we have a friend um, who is good at theories um, and his belief is that it could be like a, a Ray clone. His, his like, no, I don't his think spitballing. it's, I think it's his like, how bizarre and crazy could I go? Right, and right. was like, oh my God, it's Ray, Ray's a clone. She's been a clone the whole time. And like, I well, love it. Right. I, 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 love it. I wouldn't discount it because it would sort of make sense for someone who started identical to her to look very different in their, you know, as a result of yeah. evil I still want it to be that whatever, she like you know? pieced out over to Palpatine for a while to train and convinced him that she was evil. And then she was like, just kidding. I'm done. I mean, I would, I could see <laughs> that. I cut mean, him that in would, half. Even that would be compelling. Ghost. People would punch holes in any story that they make, but yeah, um, I could, I could see that being compelling to watch, even if obviously they're going to need to do some backflips to make anything. I just work, think it's, so. I, I think it's, it's cool. Yeah. I, I just, I like it. They're going to sell so many Ray dolls. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I, I legitimately like. I watched. That part of that trailer, probably 15 or 20 times today, because I would watch the trailer and then I would get there and then I would back it up and then I'd back it up just to watch that like three second clip because it just visually was so exciting. And also right before it, there are some sound of like ambient sounds that happen. And one of them is like... And I yeah. was like, holy fucking shit, it's yeah. Vader. I noticed that the first time I because you actually had the volume screaming. up. Yeah. And, and I was watching it on my computer. Right. And and that was my first reaction was like was like, oh man. Like I I actually I'm kind of wondering if they're gonna if they're gonna leverage that more um and like 
make Kylo more of a of a, a Vadery guy. We're or gonna something, get fucking but... Force ghosts in a tree, being like, "We're at your party now, yay!" Oh man, can you imagine, <laughs> like, like, because correct me if I'm wrong. I'm a a terrible Star Wars fan. I'm not as obsessed as many people, so I get I get Star the details Trek. wrong. We we have seen a Force ghost of Anakin. Is that true? Uh, yes. Right. Uh, sorry, they added, Annie. They added right. a force ghost right. of Anakin. Um. So you get to decide uh, whether or not it's it's canon. Um. But. <laughs> but, yes. but but so so yes, we've seen it. That's people have been saying. Right. There's like a they're kind of thinking that there will be a force ghost Anakin at some. The thing for me, I is kind like, of expect a force ghost of Anakin to be a a part of the Kylo redemption. Yeah, because he's just a fucking expect. stupid head who just is just like, like he's fucking just like, Annie. Well, no, but not like fucking Anakin. Because what he did was he was like, Grandpa, I love you. I'm sorry that you got died. And like, doesn't, like, does he know? Have we ever figured, found out if he fucking knows that, like, he sacrificed himself to save Luke? Like, do No we, idea. Because, I mean, he must have, because Luke was fucking Ben's master. Like, he has to have yeah. fucking told that story. I feel like. He has to have been like. He was actually a good dude. So Kylo's just being a fucking dipshit because he's simultaneously like like disrespecting his grandfather's wishes and being like, but I want to be like you, but only so, when you were a dickhead. I think I think he knows 100% what he did and he sees that as Vader's greatest failing. Yeah. And that's why he's trying so hard to succeed where Vader failed. Which is like, no, you fucking asshat. Like his greatest fucking success was that he didn't, let his fucking son get killed. You piece of garbage. I really why, don't like Kylo. Ren. Why are you why are you trying to convince him to go down the path of redemption? Fuck Val? you. Because <sighs> that's not even what you want. No, I don't you want, want him, him to, to be have bad redemption. so he can get killed. I wanted him to have been better from the beginning and not misunderstood the lessons that history was trying to teach him. This fucking is, stupid whiny baby. This is Val at all men. <laughs> this is Val at all men. No, it's just, he's just so fucking whiny. Like, I'm just not interested in him. He, like, but it's also weird because he's tall, so I want to bang him. Like, Adam yeah. Driver is weirdly, like, he's strange looking and therefore I find him attractive. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, stop that. Right? Like, the we- the scene with the fucking pants. I don't know what. I don't like, know why he was so sexually so attractive with those super high pants. That one's pants so weird. He's just wearing. fucking chest. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. God damn it. Whatever. Uh, anyway, I'm super excited about this trailer. I watched it a lot of times today. Uh, and fucking, I watched it once. I watched I it like busy. 20 minutes ago before we started recording. But I just, I, I'm really excited for it. And I want a fucking trailer, actual real trailer soon. Please, Disney. For our next topic, I'm going to be upset about something that's very dear to my heart and tell you all about the fact that Spider-Man is no longer going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Yeah, this is a bummer. I, he's been my favorite since I was a kid. I mean, he's been my favorite since before I was a comics fan because there was a Spider-Man strip that ran in the newspaper when I was a kid. And it was like very much the like 
I don't know. It felt more like white bread fifties cartoon than like right. than actual. It felt like something now. you'd read in a bubblegum wrapper. Exactly, and but I loved it, and uh, despite being terrified of spiders at the time, and then as I got into the comics, I just loved him, like you know ten or twelve or whatever it was years ago now. I loved Spider-Man because Peter Parker is sarcastic and makes shitty jokes all the time and he hates time travel. And I cannot find the fucking panel of the comic where he says that, but there's one that he's like, I hate time travel. And I'm like, <laughs> it's me. Um, and I love him. And I did think that they were going in a, like I respected the way that they were handling him in the MCU. The Tobey Maguire films fucking suck. Nostalgia aside, I have not watched the Andrew Garfield films. I have I reason they exist. I know I have reason to believe that the way they handled Gwen Stacy stuff, apparently at the end was particularly dicky. Um, uh, whatever. I don't, those are not, maybe the amazing Spider-Man films were good films, but the, the originals were not, they were bad. Like they just, Toby McGuire. No, he was, he was the wrong kind of nerd. And I, he he <sighs> failed in the 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 quintessential part of Spider Man that I think you and I both appreciate most most moch, um, not cutting spooky, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is which is his like sarcastic quips, right? In especially in combat, right? Like when he's fucking up bad guys, he's like, you know, what are you doing hanging around or yeah. something and I stupid? Feel like he, you know, I mean, they maybe did that some, but I just I didn't feel Peter Parker in Tobey Maguire, and I I mean, I watched those films a ton of times when I was younger. It's not to say that like I didn't like them, but I don't think yeah, that they I liked were great them until the Spider-Man's, right? And then. Here we have this fucking great Spider-Man and he's in the MCU. So the MCU isn't missing that piece because that's another thing for me is that they developed a different side of the relationships than I was. Like, I feel like there was a lot of pull between Tony and Steve in a lot of the materials that I was reading. And I liked how he interacted with Steve and like we didn't see that as much, but they did a great job of integrating him in and pulling in his strengths and everything. And I'm like, don't take him away now, especially because he's like the spiritual successor to Iron Man thing. And just like, right. And I just, and I get it. I understand because Disney was like, we want 50, 50 on the profits because Disney has like some pittance of effectively a pittance of like, we're, they fund the development stuff. And then I think they got, I think what I read was they got like, some percentage of the first and day's sales and then like a smaller percentage of the second day's sales. So it wasn't like they weren't getting a ton of money back from it. And they were like, look, we should really have 50, 50 here. Like let's have 50, 50 funding and profit. And Sony was like, fuck you. Uh, because they can make good enough films, basically, especially like we saw with into the spider verse, they can make films that are good enough that keeping a hundred percent of those profits is still a way better deal than keeping 50% of the profits they would make if they were doing it with Disney. And I understand that. And I don't want it to be like, Disney is becoming very much a monopoly in the film space. And there are all kinds of concerns to have about that, but I just desperately want, marvel to be together like i just want those characters all to be in the universe that they are supposed to be in together because i think it's easy to look especially at spider-man as not a part of that because again he has been in 
your newspaper in a comic strip every week. Right. And he has been, you know, he's had his own, his own TV shows and he's had his own merch for years. Like he's like, there've been cartoons and, and he has had films since before the MCU was even a thing. But to me, he's part of Marvel. He's not just, there well, is just Spider-Man, but he's part of all those big events. Right. And I would, I would say too, like, look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man is, a Marvel icon like mm-hmm. like no other. He is he is at the heart of Marvel. Um and just like I mean frankly the other thing that we are really missing in the MCU um is of course the X-Men. Um uh, yep. but, Civil um, War that, if you if you had fucking had Spidey better established before Civil War because right. that that's he's a core piece of it in the comics because Iron Man is like register and Steve is like don't register and Spidey is on Tony's side at first and Tony makes him a big suit and he finally reveals his fucking identity to be like I'm not hiding anymore and then he ends up on Steve's fucking side because he realizes that Steve is right and that they shouldn't fucking make superheroes register and the X-Men would also have made that more poignant because the X-Men fucking went through this right and there's a scene in Civil War where Emma Frost is sitting with Tony Stark who's like can you help us figure this out can you help us like figure out can you help me get these folks on my side and understand that they need to register and she's like there's sentinels behind them and she's like, where were you when Genosha was burning? Genosha was burning. Genosha, soft G, hard G, is a gif. Is only ever read it. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, literally. Only. No, and, but, and that's but, right. And exactly. She's like, like she's like, through this. Right. And they she's like, what... where the fuck were you? Like, right. you didn't give a shit when we were getting taken over and killed because of the same idea you're putting through now. And so you do, you lose so much without that. And did, did they get X-Men though with Fox, right? Yes, sort of. I don't remember. There, it's such a um, tangled web of contracts because it's one of those things where, like, if Fox had already like partnered with somebody else, including yeah. the rights, there's maybe an exclusive deal to work with certain no, I studios. Thought, I, I thought, don't know. I, I don't thought know. that X Men, the X Men, were finally getting it. But either way, it just it does suck because I think again, to most people on the outside, they think of these as separate properties. Right. But if you've read the major events like Civil War, Secret War, uh. Avengers Disassembled, um, Death of Cap, which we're not getting, obviously. Spoilers! Yeah, but I'm it's... Just, just kidding. Secret Invasion, um, what's... There's a big one that I'm... It's House of M. There's a, a couple big ones I'm not thinking of, but yeah. there are all of these big events. I mean, Infinity War. Right. <laughs> um, there are all of these big events, and it involves everybody. And so, it just takes something away from it First of all, to not have, like, for a comic fan, but even not for comic fans, like, who are you gonna have be your wisecracking kid if you don't have Peter Parker? And that's the thing for me, is that you lose something when you don't have, like, the personality types all work really interestingly together. They're all unique characters. You don't see a lot of cookie cutter, like, here's another boring white man who doesn't like swearing and is from the 1940s. Like, that's not a thing. Like, there aren't a ton of the same character. And so... I like all those personality types and how they work against each other. And I don't like losing Spidey from that. Even if I understand and respect that Sony has to be like, look, fuck you, Disney. Like you have everything, you know? It's a, it's especially rough because Tom Holland is a treasure. Ugh, he's, he's the best. He's, he's one of those people where as far kid. as I can tell, he is also genuinely a good person oh, yeah. and is great to his fans. And he's just a good like, kid. 
he was so good in the role and and like he'll be good in it if sony makes spider-man films with him but like i don't know if he'll do it i know but i just i just don't i just i love he does such a good job so so all hope is not lost it's important to remember that while they couldn't come to an agreement um, I don't believe Sony has any announced plans to make another yeah. film. And I mean... And I expect I expect that both sides are playing hardball because they both firmly believe that the other needs them. Yeah. Because Disney is like, you can't try to make Spider-Man films because look at what happened. And Sony's like, and, fucking try me! And Sony's, and Sony's like, you know, like, we, we own this. You like you don't get to just push yeah. push us around. Yeah. So like these are these are two giants and uh, Sony. I don't know exactly which piece of Sony is doing doing the negotiation, but Sony has traditionally been uh, pretty unmoving in negotiations because they kind of you know put that that strong foot forward. Um, Disney has literally all the leverage in the universe as well. So these are tense, high level negotiations that are happening. It's it's hard to come out of that. Uh, with something that both parties will actually feel is equitable. Um, but I think it's still fairly likely as long as it is hitting that sweet spot where it's enough money that Sony is winning from it. They are yeah. getting more than they would if they had to develop it entirely alone. Yep. And Disney is getting more than the pittance like, that they're getting Like, what if before. we did a fucking so. 70-30, guys? Like, it's just, yeah. And I, I think they'll I, get there. I'm sure that it was just hardline negotiation. And for offers like this, you don't just backroom, you know, like, throw out percentages. Right, like, right. analysts have to run numbers and get whole no, offers together. I know, together. I know, I know. So, I just, you know. you know. I think it's still possible. I'm, I'm not holding my breath for it, but... Uh, I'm I'm cautiously I optimistic I'm not, I'm that it will. I'm not breathing ever again until you. <gasps> All right. Well, Rip Val, you heard it here first. Um, this is this is the end of the podcast because I'm I'm probably not going to continue it on uh, when when Val has suffocated as a result of being stubborn about Spider Man. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I really appreciate. How long are you going to do that? You're like turning purple. So. Oh, I'm not. that wasn't even that long no Um, it wasn't yeah no i will keep our fingers crossed but that's the meh news for the week now it's time to talk about D23 news, and by D23 news, I mean not the Star Wars thing we already talked about, uh, and not a lot of the various stuff that came out at D23, because I didn't fucking pay that much attention to it, but specifically we want to talk about Epcot, because Epcot got basically a, just a metric fuck ton of things announced uh, that are going to be changed about it, which we already knew that like the entrance was getting redone, we knew Spaceship Earth was going to go down for a couple of years for a basically like a significant overhaul style refurb um but they came out with a lot of plans so epcot's gonna have neighborhoods <laughs> uh there's world of celebration is the center nature is the right so where like land and seas are right makes sense. discovery is the left where like mission space and test track and the guardians coaster are ellen's energy adventure <laughs> and then world of 
world 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 what's world showcase it's not fucking changing the name value dumbass okay yeah it's world celebration world nature to the right world discovery to the left and then world showcase is world showcase it's not changing i mean it's getting some stuff but it's not changing um i'm really excited for the nature one because for a while the way epcot has been trending it's been like where do these fit like i love them but where do these things fit I've been um, concerned about that too because yeah, just about like you know I, I, there are things I I love the land yes living with the land is yes. wonderful living with the land is one of my favorite attractions and <laughs> I've always sort of feared that it's the kind of thing that they would like maybe not kill but like I don't know I don't even know what I worry about like make it shorter and just a walk through the greenhouse you know yeah something like that um but the fact that they are labeling a neighborhood after things that fit with that yes. means that like our aquarium space is safe right and our you know like there are so many things there that like again I wouldn't really expect them to, to get rid of them but what it means is that they're doubling down on supporting around them yeah so that they don't feel like the weird things in the corner well right and because it felt like you had future world and world showcase and it was like how do these things fit into something called future world like it was just all it wasn't always right. really clear right and now they are part of the world of nature which is really cool I hoped the world of discovery also world. I keep putting an of in there. They're not of it's world celebration, world nature and world discovery. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it, but that's what it is. Um, and I, and they're, what's cool is in that nature side, they are doing a fucking Moana attraction, which sounds dope as hell. I don't care. I am not a no IP and Epcot person. Um, but I want the IP to be relevant to the content. Uh, and in this case, I feel like it really is. I love the idea of a Moana attraction that's about the journey of water because that's what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to, yeah. and I'm like, cool, that's going to talk about water conservation. It's going to talk about the water cycle. Like it's going to be educational. You can fucking interact with it. So please just use your Purell and don't put your fucking fingers in your mouth because God, every child's hand will have been in that water. Well, and, and no, no disrespect to Frozen, um, but the way that they integrated Frozen's IP into Epcot um, isn't at all educational. No, it like, was just shoehorned in. Right. They just sort and of shoved I, it I in there. I agree, and I didn't and want to be that guy about it again, no, but it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's tough. Uh, Maelstrom was about Norway. And, and yeah, for some context, Val and I both loved Maelstrom. Loved it. It was, it was a phenomenal ride, and almost as good as the ride itself is the video um, the, 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 the little end. film at the yeah. end was was just it was so dramatic but adorable and like approved by their like national tourism yeah, board well, or that something. Was you know? It was from back when these countries would actually work with Disney on the attractions and sometimes funding them or also like the the Nor Norway uh, tourism board or whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. I can't video. remember. And the thing is that was it wasn't. I'm not saying it was educational about science or whatever, but it was. World Showcase is around to educate you about cultures in other parts of the world. And that ride educated you about certain aspects, at least, of Norwegian culture. Like, cool, that's a thing. Right. Frozen fucking does not. 
it's fine and it's cute and the animatronic face right. things with the projection and are I, creepy I as I like fuck, it. I'll but, go on right, it. It's fine. But it's still, but it's not, I'm more excited about things like this Moana attraction. That's probably going to be science-y. That, it's about right. Learning. Well, that especially because I'm a you know complete nerd. Um, but also it is it is... It's really cool when you find an opportunity to include IP in a way that is actually furthering the goals of that section right. of the park. And I do think it sounds like the Guardians coaster is supposed to be more of a story coaster, which is part of why it fucking spins you so you're looking in the right place. I, it seems like at the beginning it's going to talk about like the similarities between Xandar and Earth, like which means yeah. probably also... like. What the core is made of. like some of that stuff can be educational before it goes into roller coaster mode. So I do like I hope that that's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna see a little bit more of that educational aspect because to me that's what I like Epcot to be about. I like it to be the learning park. Um, I mean Animal Kingdom too. Is there obviously. an Ellen cameo in the Guardians ride? There better be. <laughs> She's oh, going to be like wearing battle armor or oh something. Oh my God, please, Ellen, if you're listening. <laughs> and, and Bill Nye sneaks in from the side. He's just like, what up? Um, yeah, I, 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 I have very high hopes for like the, the redesign of the quote unquote neighborhoods because I do, I like that it feels like we're getting more of that educational focus back. It's also, I think it's really important for the, the sort of cohesive future of each area of Epcot because in many ways parts of Epcot have sort of felt lost. Yes. Um, and I think it's really important for them to, to do what they do best, which is theming, yeah. um, and finding ways to really tie it together. And I'm excited for that. I don't think I even that, thought but. about it. Like, I don't think that, I think that this announcement threw into contrast just how disjointed some parts of it felt. Well, like, I don't also, think I was conscious of it because I was just like, I'm at Epcot and I love it and it's great. Well, and, and we love it too for some of its kind of retro dated charm. But that's also what Disney is scared about is when that stops yeah. becoming charming and starts becoming dumpy. Yep, yep. Um, um, and even as things, things as small as like, you know, CRTs for like pre-ride right, 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 things. Yeah. Like, Speaking of dumpy, the no, this, that's not an actual segue. The new fireworks show. There is concept art for it, and it seems like it's going to have those, like, water fan projection things that work really well for Fantasmic, but really poorly for Rivers of Light. Yeah. And I have concerns, and I'm feeling ambivalent about it, because I feel like Fantasmic, you're close enough, and they're big enough that it works, but I remember those being really underwhelming in Rivers of Light, and I feel like the way World Showcase Lagoon is set up the distance that you inherently are going to be from those, I don't think it's going to work well. So I I have the same concerns um, in that I think it definitely could be done poorly. But it's also important to remember that Disney, at least in a park's capacity, doesn't often make exactly the same mistake twice. No, that's um, true. So they are, they are also coming from a very successful, as far as I know, first use of, of that technology in the parks for Fantasmic. Um, and then subsequent uses that were not as great. And now, you know, they've got some experience doing that. Um, hopefully they will have it figured out, especially because this is such an important show. Like you don't, you don't replace yeah, Illuminations yeah. without something yeah. that is killer. They're, they're doing the temp show and then this is the like right. permanent one. Harmony right. us, which means harmony us like the world, not us like the US. <laughs> Thank <laughs> fucking God. Um, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. But I just was like, uh-oh. Um, 
Yeah. Circle vision. Yeah, well, that's oh, what I was sorry. gonna say. Is we're gonna move into into World Showcase now. Yeah. Mary Poppins looks fucking cute. I didn't. There's see gonna any, be but... a fucking Mary Poppins attraction where you like walk. You can like walk around Cherry Lane where they live. Oh. And then like go into the house and then there's a fucking that. attraction. I'm yeah. here for Mary it. Mary Poppins is getting a fucking ride. Um, and yes, Canada and China are both getting new movies. Hell yeah, education. I know Sam is concerned about the 360 Canada still says circle vision 360 China says like a seamless 360 digital experience. So here's, here's my thing. Um, First off, these have not been totally static since they were created. They have cut stuff in before. Um, Oh really? I believe Um, I'll double check that after this. Don't Don't quote me on that. Um, But the, I believe the Canada one, Um, but the the thing for me is that those are two examples of like the really charming, uh, especially the um, reflections of China. Is that what it's called? Yes. Um, is it's shot with technology that only Disney could have conceived of at the time, which was like the absurd camera rig necessary to shoot 360 with, you know, analog film. Mm-hmm. Um and it's done remarkably well to the point that it gives Val uh, uncomfortable, like, flying feelings yes. um, in the big swooping it shots. Does. Kind of like and many people gorgeous. get in Soren. It's just gorgeous. It's, and, it's, and it's like, it's also just really beautifully presented and they tie everything. So anyway, I'm just, I'm just gushing about He's how much I love that film. because he loves it. <laughs> I'm apprehensive because I love it in its current state. And part of what makes it cool is kind of like... This for you, Val. This is like if someone said that they're going to put digital animatronic parrots in the tiki room. Okay. Like, that's fair. It's that no, that kind makes, of, that's it's, a good analogy. That makes sense. Because the, I like the hydraulics and the clacking. It's right, part of right. it Right, right. That's me. a part yeah. of the charm yep. and that's a part of the history yeah. because it's something that like, this is an example of something that nobody had ever done before yeah. at the time. And that's kind of what it's like with the circle vision in uh, especially Reflections of China and that... Like, this is the only place that you will get to see a show like that that has been running for so long that was truly one of a kind at the time. Yeah. Um, I do think that they will do a good job replacing them. Um, I think that the... So the seamless digital, my impression there is that that will be... um, Without the barriers between each screen. Because previously you needed a spot for the projectors. Um, because they were actually film projectors yeah, running maybe each that, side. Maybe that's the difference. So instead of having gaps, I expect it to be completely seamless, and they'll probably have like short throw projectors from the ceiling or I'm back projectors. That why they're or doing something. that, but then they're keeping Canada in the Circle Vision 360. I think probably because um, redoing the the whole thing uh, with like I'm sure higher resolution, all digital, everything. For reflections of China, I mean, they they have to have been working on it for years, you know. Right, but I mean, um, why do one and not the other? I think the newer I think technology? it's probably just that. Well, isn't isn't the I'm trying to remember how the Canada one is is structured? Um, it's a an it's identical the theater. Yes. Um, I wonder. I wonder if they're just doing it in phases and they're just going to cut some things in. Or... That one's going to be more expensive because they need to get another celebrity to do it. And then ah, the Chinese true. one, they're not going to get, they're like, well, nobody knows Chinese celebrities, so fuck it. We're just going to have a character from history again. 
they'll find the same guy. (laughs) No, I do feel like it does feel funny to me that like they were. I I actually like Levi. Like I like the idea of having it be like I'm Levi and I'm. Oh, I I, I love that. Like I like it, but it's interesting because I do think like there's a difference in how people view Chinese celebrities. Maybe I think it's also a difference in Uh, in target audience. Um, Obviously, people come from all. All right, but that's the thing is like no one's gonna know unless it's Jackie Chan. Like unless you literally got Jackie Chan. That's not even what I mean. I, I mean that. You kind of, for the Canada show, you kind of need a celebrity to carry it because, you know, you show Canada to some North Americans and they're like, yeah, that's oh true. my goodness, uh, oh, wow. Toronto, oh, oh, I've right. never literally been right. there four um, times for relatives' weddings. So, yeah. in whereas like for your North American audience, like getting 360 views of like frankly yeah. totally alien yeah. landscapes yeah. they're like the the landscapes shown in that film yes. of 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 China are just like most of us have never seen anything like that yeah. and you simply could not in North America yeah. so so i think that's sort of the the difference is that the canada film is kind of the martin short show um and the the reflections of china is like Look at how incredibly beautiful China yeah. is. I mean, Canada is too, but it's just it a is it is too. Thing. But you think they'll you actually know. get Celine Dion this time instead of budget Celine Dion sound alike? Was it Amy Grant? I I don't know. I don't. I feel like she doesn't do anything she doesn't want to. I know, but you know? I want her to want to do this, Celine. I, I agree. Please, call I agree. Me. Celine, please. Um, <laughs> Celine, please. <laughs> I'm I am cautiously optimistic for those. Uh, Moving backwards, because I put the notes in various backwards, is we don't know who the narrator is of Spaceship Earth still. They've said new narration, but they still haven't in, They still haven't said who it's going to be. I have friends who are riding over Judy Dench not being it, and I'm like, what if it is Judy? What if that it is Dame Judy? And that's why they're saying new narration, but they're right. not saying... Oh, no, but yeah. I, think, I think it'll be someone new, but... Yeah, yeah, um, I, I agree. We still don't know who... It'll it'll probably be a celebrity with a lovely voice. Yes, but um, the fancy- it's gonna be no no it's gonna be it's gonna be the uh, um, the the bus driver from the oh for fuck's sake <laughs> I love him but no um the fancy pavilion thing that's like on the way to World Showcase looks really cool the like giant table with trees on it mm-hmm. uh, the space restaurant looks wicked fucking neat. It's yeah. What is it? Space two twenty or whatever. It's supposed to be that you're looking down on Earth, which is really fucking cool. Uh, there's going to be probably a pavi- give Val vertigo. Yes, there's also going to be a pavilion opening October first that details all of these changes. That's so cool because so we'll we're going to go like, right, like, like get to look at it in person. Well, in, and like by like the time months. we've been, by the time that happens, like someone will have done super detailed blog posts on it. But it's still cool that like we can go to like a walkthrough and see all the stuff that's well. Happen. And I presume they'll do like. One thing that Disney does really, really well, because it's kind of obvious from how many of them they've kept around or featured, they do models really, really well. And I can't wait to see the models in person, because anytime you show me pictures or diagrams or whatever, it's like, okay, I can kind of get that. But the, the accuracy of the models that they do are so good. Yeah. And like it's different I'm than sure concept art sense. where like right. there's always a beautiful purple sky and like right, some right, weird right. fucking shit. Uh, and... Finally, imagine wasn't uh, imagination was not mentioned at all. So Rip Figment. Rip Figment. There's just like I don't. I'm. I'm. The so... whole thing is going to be a DVC lounge now. The whole yeah. building. <laughs> I don't. It's it's one of those things where like I would both be shocked and not at all surprised to yeah. see it just quietly. I love him. Like I love him as a '90s kid. Like 
please give me something figment. And like they use him as the mascot for like all of the fucking festivals and shit. Although they usually have multiple mascots, but I just, that worries me too though, because that's the, this is how figment will live on after we shit can his ride. I love him and I want him to have something, but I just, cameos in every ride. They just didn't fucking say anything. Like they said nothing. Remove his ride, but give him cameos in everything. No. Everything. Like Stitch in Hollywood Studios, apparently, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the Epcot news. Overall, really fucking excited about it. It sounds great. I'm fucking hype. I, I, I just, any, anytime you make it seem like there's going to be more education, I am here for it. Yep. And anytime, like as much as I am scared about losing my beloved Circle Vision stuff and I'm going to go see that Val is going to leave me alone to just sit in Reflections of China 11 times. Um... <laughs> But as much as I am scared to lose them, I am also excited for what they're putting in because it also means something new for people to come and see and enjoy. Yep. And now it's time for the Silly Shit in Disney Films Corner. So, when Maui is singing your welcome to Moana, he says, and I quote, because Maui can do anything but float. And then he fucking jumps off the boat to get away from the heart of Tefiti. Like they're in the middle of the ocean already. And she's like, you and oh, this little, oh, this heart. Oh, are you scared of this? And he's like, tries to throw it. And the ocean smacks him in the forehead with it. And he looks down at it and he's like, I'm out. And he jumps off the fucking boat and starts swimming away. Why was he scared of water and said he couldn't float? He could definitely float. Can he shapeshift into a shark anyway? Well, he didn't have a hook. Psh. This oh, is the beginning yeah. before they get the hook back. True. But like he, but he clear, he just jumps off the boat and does a perfect breaststroke. Like, no, what? You, and I get that that doesn't mean you could, like, swim across the fucking sea, but still, like, the ch- you explicitly made the point of the line to be, because Maui can do anything but float, and he clearly can float. Checkmate Disney. So, I've got a theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one's not as crazy as others. My theory is that Lin-Manuel thought it would be a great line. <laughs> But my the, theory is rhyming. But the right, but the storyboards had already been done otherwise. So like that other scene was already planned, or you know they didn't really care about the slight, the slight disconnect there yeah. because it is a really poignant line, and I love it. Like it's funny. Yeah, it is very funny. But it's, but and like obviously he, too, like, he can swim. Also, I don't float well. I swim pretty well, but I don't float well. So like maybe he just like doesn't float that great. Yeah. Also, maybe this is uh, an assumption about culture for me, but I kind of feel like Maui would have to be able to swim. Yeah, he does. Because I feel like every... Like, everybody swims because ev- everybody es- has boat. Especially every every island culture, like swimming yeah. is kind of a really important skill. Yeah. So Maui not being able to swim would be absurd, um, which means that, you know, it's a funny line, yeah. you know. 
And maybe maybe it's that he, uh, you know, he's bad at floating. It's not that he right, can't. Right, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he's, he's like me, and every time he fucking tries to float, his ass sinks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I've floated successfully a few times, like, in the ocean on a calm enough day, but, like, I, I'm just not good at it. I'm pretty buoyant. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> I mean... I also, I have a large abdomen and I breathe in and so, I just sort of float. Yeah, so, that's true. You know. It's not like I have a small abdomen, but yes. Anyway, that was the silly shit and then he found his Yeah, I don't have any wild theories to drag this that's section fair. on, but that's probably good because... This is already very long. We, yeah, we had a lot of topics, so. On that note, uh, you should... Send us in some feedback if you want to contact us. You can do that by going to boredandsassy.com and clicking on contact. It sends us an email Google form thing and we'll talk about your stuff. You can also at us on Twitter at boredandsassy uh, with any questions about Disney, shit that we've said that you think is wrong. Um, Especially that, yep. (laughs) uh, Planning stuff if you're, again, we're coming up, you know, November is when our trip's going to be. And also, if you have your own silly shit in Disney films that Please. you notice, definitely tell us about that. Love it. Because, Amanda did that. Right. Love and it. it was it was great because it was like, it was one of those like, well, fuck. Right. Like, it was just, yeah. It's good. Like, people oh. notice shit. That's good. So, yes, good. Uh, yeah. Please interact with us because we like it because that's the whole, like, it's fun talking to each other in a room for half an hour every week or every however many weeks happen between them. Uh <laughs> But uh, we like interacting with everybody, too. So please. Also, we know who you are. It's a small enough podcast. We know who you are. (laughs) We'll find you in some. I think we have like two listeners who we don't know. No. Uh, Yeah, there's anyway. Totally contact us. uh, And uh, it is Monday, October, October. Fuck. Monday, August 26th. And uh, Wow Classic has just been released. So we'll see if this podcast gets edited before October. Uh, but no, it has to because I'm handing my computer in on Friday. Oh shit, I'm starting that's a new true. Job, so. Sam's getting a new job. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, but it's maybe gonna be a little late this week because uh, somebody's gonna spend all of tonight playing WoW. Hey, we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> that feeling when you get outed on your podcast. Oh, by, oh wait, no, God. not. <laughs> yep. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, We really appreciate you sticking with us through the long gaps. Those of you who survived the long gaps. Um, (laughs) And uh, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This is Sam performing clip testing. I peaked your mic. Yeah, because that was really, Mr. Fucking Everything's Too Loud for My Baby Ears. Okay, we're done here. You just screamed into the the fucking mic. Divorce button.